bitch. Yeah, I'm sipping liquor for the pain. Welcome back to the Pop Demand Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jay. With me today, I have my co-host. We have Timberwolves apologist, Doja Cat enthusiast, DeLon with us today. What's up, DeLon? Ooh, what an intro. I'm Lincoln, brother Jordan. And with us today, join us for the first time ever, we have popular demand writer. Has a nice ring to it. We have Tommy Rodriguez, a.k.a. T-Rod. What's up, Tommy? What's up? Thanks for having me on. Glad to be here. Glad to have you on, fam. And you know what we do? We give you our takes on basketball, music, and everything in between. Today is the first episode in a new installment and a new mini-series that we plan on doing. That's why we have Tommy on with us today. What we're doing today is we're going to take an article from our website, populardemandpod.com, and we're going to break down the article with the, with the writer at hand. So the article that we're going to talk about today revolves around... It's actually Tommy's piece talking about the best guest feature artists of 2019, which had a lot of great guest feature worker, uh, had a lot of great guest feature work this year. But before we actually get to the actual list and talking about the artists and the and the features that came with them, I want to ask y'all this question about guest features in general. So when you had J. Cole, who's gone platinum multiple times without guest features i've lost count can't count on my hand how many times he's gone platinum and then you had artists like future who's gone platinum without guest features you've had uh even kevin gates has gone platinum without guest features and despite the success that these artists have seen we have people saying hey j cole please put guest features on your next album please Please, that's all we're asking. Like, we're like, J. Cole, I don't want your album if you don't have any guest features on it. Why? What makes guest features so important to, to hip-hop or just music in general? i definitely say that it just offers something else to the song itself besides just the rapper. Uh, not necessarily because they're boring. Mm-hmm. It's almost... Uh, it's like getting a really good side dish uh, alongside a good meal if the album or the song, whatever it is, is actually good. It's a little something extra to spice it up and just make things more dynamic and interesting. And really good collabs can honestly be way more memorable than just a single solo song. That's a very good point. Like, you know, you know, if you order a steak, like, I was you ain't going to eat the steak. Exact- <laughs> yeah, like you ain't going to just get, like if you get a steak, you can get a steak and potatoes. You can get steak, you know, some, maybe a salad on the side. Maybe some, you know, some beans, you know, some shit like yeah. this. But like, and as I feel like guest features are necessary, and I, for the simple fact that I feel like as an artist, you can become boring if the only thing a person list turns on and the only thing they hear is just your voice. I feel like not enough artists are dynamic enough that they're and rangy enough that they sound like a bunch of different artists. Kind of like, let's see, like when Wayne says, "So many styles, I am a group." I don't feel like enough artists embody that. And so when they get on a song, every single song is just them. And you kind of get because monotonous and it can become yeah. kind of tiring over the course, especially over like a 15 to 16 track album. It can become very um, draining on you. So I feel like you need those side dishes, those guest features to kind of spice up the show a little bit and like take people away yeah. from the status quo on the album. Yeah, and like uh, the artists really do need other artists on it to sometimes take them away from the direct sound. Um, definitely, we're not getting a a lot without J. Cole pulling 21 Savage to a sound that he doesn't usually do. And especially as we're getting to an era where we're coming back to 
rappers doing more one producer albums, I can see it going down a route of one producer, one rapper, no features. How that can be very, very monotonous over the course of an album. So, so like we brought up, we just brought up J. Cole, and J. Cole is actually one of the artists on Tommy's list of who had, and deservedly so, J. Cole had a phenomenal year and a half because this spans all the way back to last year of guest features. Well, he appeared on songs with 21 Savage. Uh, he appeared on songs with the uh, Gang Stars. Also, uh, I forgot I forgot that he was on Offset's album. He was on Offset's album. Uh, he was on Ty Dolla Sign single, Purple Emoji. So much fun by Young Thug. These are a lot of different kinds of artists. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Tommy. Why is it that you feel that J. Cole... Because yeah, I'm pretty sure you might agree with this sentiment. Tell me if you don't. Yeah. Why is it that J. Cole seems to be such a phenomenal MC on guest features and yet we don't seem to get that same kind of feeling all consistently over the course of his albums. You know, that's something that has always boggled my mind too because actually while while writing about J. Cole, I decided to revisit some of his other projects, uh, his more recent ones where he had very little or no features at all. And the one thing that always stuck out to me with his guest features versus his actual solo songs is that when he's on a guest feature, I feel like he's so focused and yeah. just on one single topic. He knows what he wants to say, how he wants to say it, and he just gets it done in an instant. I feel like with his other songs, he that focus is not necessarily lacking, but it's not as strong. So he kind of strays away and goes to different points and kind of digs into the the struggle bar bag if you will for uh you know some occasional kind of weak lines for the feature ones it's yeah all killer no filler i see i have a slightly different idea what i really think it is i think it's the opposite i feel like he's more focused during his albums i think he just tends to overthink it like on his albums like he has you know he's always has like this concept where it's like you know like the kids on drugs uh, kill our demons so he feels a certain theme and then he tried to rap and try to tie all his songs together and he does that i feel like he isn't as free he's a, he's found a more rigid format and he's trying to say certain things within a song while i feel like his features are more him just rapping how he feels he's just saying whatever it's more point. almost like a freestyle and that's why it flows so well and that's why none of his features really are talking about the same thing he just i feel like yeah i almost feel like it's a freestyle like just off the top of his head but i feel like his album's just a it's just so much more structured and he tries to fit in that mold and it just doesn't it just doesn't pan out so i'm gonna ask you this what was the verse well i'm gonna say this for the pop of the man podcast i'm pretty sure delon agreed i can't remember if he did win it i'm pretty sure he did i think jet cole won feature artist of the year for the pop of the map the popular demand podcast awards is there a particular verse that y'all heard and y'all were like oh yeah j cole he's back He's that guy. He's definitely the feature artist of the year. Was there a particular feature that like drew y'all into? It? Uh, mine was. I know this is me saying it over again a lot because just that let me know because I was in the middle of his hot streak. That let me know that J Cole was doing he could do it with anybody because before it was like Royce and other people like that. So when J Cole hops on a lot. Savage and makes that song with that beat and pulls 21 out. That's when I'm like, okay, he's gonna be doing something different this year. I think I have to agree. I think it was I think it was the same song where I was like, because I didn't know what to expect. 
I was like, okay, I, I think I had already heard the song with that random Memphis artist, insert Memphis artist, and uh, J. Cole before that song. And it was straight. It was it was cool. I didn't ever really revisit it. That's why I can't remember who, who he was featured on with. But uh, I didn't know what to expect from a 21 Savage and J. Cole song. I didn't know what to expect. And hearing the song, the way he elevated the song with his verse, it was phenomenal. It was and like it's yeah. just like you said, it was at that moment I realized that oh J. Cole could do this with anybody, any anywhere, anybody, any beat. It doesn't matter. He's gonna find a way to make the song better. And that's when I realized that he was feature artist of the year. And I realized and also when I started gaining hope to, for his next project, come think to myself, oh, he's consistently done this for like eight features, ten features in a row now. What's, yeah. Yeah. So I I'm excited to see what J. Cole has going forward because of all this. What about you, Tom? Was there a specific feature that sold you or was it like the culmination of all of them? Uh, honestly, if I had to choose a single song, it would probably be a lot too, just because how much it took me by surprise. Because on that 21 album, none of the features were listed in the song titles. So going into it, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know that there was a J. Cole and 21 collab in the works. Mm -hmm. But the moment I heard him not just come through with that same level of emotion and, you know, passion mm -hmm. that Twin had on that song, but also just to elevate it with a really nice flow and just riding that beat so smoothly, it got me thinking, wow, I think he's going to be doing something really special this year. 2020, fall of 2020 soon come. Another funny thing about that was that first song, that was the first song on the album. And I listen to it like, oh, 21's gonna take us there. It was a cool album. It's still is No, I like the album, yeah. but that, I thought it was about to be down that road. No, I, I hundred percent agree. Um, it, was, it was very misleading. Yeah. But speaking of J. Cole and speaking about how he had to change up a lot of things with feature artists, um, let's have a conversation about another artist on this list who has Complaints about how much he didn't change up, but still features one of the hottest raps of the year. That would be the baby. How do we think the baby had such a great year, especially with features? When Streets would say he didn't really do too much differently between the albums. What's the difference between him and Cole? See, I want to talk about the baby next in a way, and it's, I was going to talk about like the importance of guest features. The guest features are not also important for just the structure of the album. For like, so for the hosting artists it's also important for the guest feature artists because guest features extend the run or the life of an artist where the baby released a, a well-received album in baby on baby and then kirk wasn't as received but the baby was able to keep his name in everybody's mouth by appearing in random places like the dreamville compilation album as well as double xl uh freestyle he did and uh on his uh, on the Meg's album, this goes for the, for um, Meg the Stallion as well. She did the exact same thing. Uh, I feel like the baby was able to be successful despite not being able to switch it up and be as dynamic as Cole. Simply because I think the baby's a good rapper, and yeah. his punchlines are super clever and they're very hilarious. And it's it's even though he doesn't switch the flow up, his bars themselves are so entertaining that I can't. I want him to do more because I want him to challenge himself as an artist because that's the only way that his albums themselves would be more fun. But as a guest feature artist, you don't have to be dynamically different on every single guest feature your own. All you have to do is fit in. Fit in, yeah. give your piece, get out. And I feel like the baby as a guest feature artist this year has done just that. Where he came in, he gave the artist at hand what he, they wanted. They gave he gave them a slice of the baby. 
pause. <laughs> hey, big pause. Big pause. He he went he went overboard on cash shit though. He gave us a little bit too much of the baby. But also like on uh Pinini. Like I that was the last person I would have expected to pop up on uh a little Nas X song. It was out of the sun. Even under the sun, like he did really well there. But like I said, it's all of it is the baby is so charismatic that as long as he brings that charisma on a guest feature, that's all that the artists who ask for him to come on can ask for. Yeah. And while he, he doesn't switch up his flow a lot on those features, that one flow fits a lot of songs yes. and a lot of different beat types. Yes. So it works out. You can change everything around it and just keep that same structure. Absolutely. Yeah, and that charisma that he brings too, I feel it's not it's it's different. It's definitely different than a lot of the stuff that you hear from from trap because a lot of it's either you know really sad or drugged out or just trying to go hard but he can do any i feel like he can master any of those emotions and just do whatever he wants to just make a track more enjoyable i think there's a lot of malaise that comes with a lot of other feature artists too and i know a lot of people been commenting that oh the baby's just so charismatic from his stage presence to everything he's just a very very fun artist so it's hard not to enjoy what he does even if you've seen it before it's kind of like watching. It's kind of like watching somebody do a 360 dunk ten times in a row. The shit's still impressive, <laughs> even if you saw it ten times in a row. Yeah, yeah. That's the best way to explain it. So let's talk about like Meg The Stallion. How did y'all feel about her run as a feature artist? She kind of surprised me with some of the places she popped up on. She popped up on Brandon Banks, uh, the album with Maxwell Cream. Uh, she. What else did she pop up on? She was also on the big day. I for, I completely forgot about that verse. Yeah. It's, Listen, man. I'm gonna say this. Uh, Meg might be my number two for feature artist of the year. Behind J Cole. Um. Uh, honestly, behind Push. Oh, okay. But Push and J Cole. I. That's interchangeable. I, I can understand either one. But Meg, whenever she got on a track, she. She speaks with such a a sureness, such a firmness, such a like. There's no wincing in her voice. You can say whatever she, you can tell whatever she's saying. She means it, and she's going to say it wholeheartedly. Very commanding. And that presence, very commanding, and that presence alone just makes whatever she's saying. Because you can hear with certain rappers, just this is a really small thing. The way they 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 say their consonants to start off a bar, mm-hmm. it's really different with Meg. So when she would come onto the track. She was basically like um, the Kool-Aid man busting through a wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's Meg the Stallion all year. So even, even on Chance the Fucking Rapper's album, talking about, baby, I'm so good, I look good, I'm handsome. She comes in rapping hard. So Meg the Stallion, just her presence alone, whereas the baby had charisma and J. Cole had had a diverse palette, Meg's, or Meg's uh, presence will just took her over the top. She, she forces the issue. She's attacking that's that's the best yeah. way to say it. Yeah, she attacks the beat, and she does. There's it goes back to like the malaise. I feel like a lot of artists do. They kind of just like let the song come to them. She forces the issue. I love it. Her style of rapping too, I feel, is really varied. She never has the same kind of flow. I feel from song to song. She's always speeding it mm-hmm. up, slowing it down. So it also just makes every single verse of hers something interesting to watch you're never expecting the same thing you always want to hear something different from her just the way that she talks so let's say if y'all wanted to smash hit tomorrow you're trying to get on the radio trying to get multiple plays millions of plays millions of streams you have the baby and meg the stallion on call who are you phone who are you phoning in for that guest feature who are you calling for that guest feature 
I'm, I might have to take Meg because when you get to the baby, most of the baby's features, you'll be like, oh, the baby did a new song. And you'll see a 30 second clip of the baby's verse on Twitter and then you won't hear the song. And that's about it. But Meg, Meg, she, I think she's a little bit more malleable. And then she does the thing a lot where she just switches into like a sing song flow. And I think that makes her a lot more versatile. Because I just, I just think she, while well, I said, I think the, the baby's very charismatic and everything, I feel like he's a real show stealer. I feel like he would just take over the song completely. And I feel like it'd become a TikTok video by the end of the day, more so than yeah. the song itself being streamed. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'd take, uh, I, dude, I, I promise you, no, no, no kidding. Either one of you, I hear a majority of the music. I hear majority of the baby's music via TikTok on Twitter. Uh, so let's move on to like another artist on your list. You also have on your list uh, Travis Scott, who I feel like is the only artist on this list I disagree with, and that's because I've just my I've grown to loathe Travis Scott personally, and that's because yet. Yeah, I feel like he this I feel like so much so many oh, shit. Yeah, so many songs that Travis Scott is featured on become a Travis Scott song and I can't stand it. Cause it's it's like the whole song itself changed. Like the entire complexion of the song was like slow down or speed up just to fit mostly slow down, just to fit what Travis Scott is about to do. And what Travis Scott does is not dynamic or cool enough to justify changing the entire song for. Like, let me see, is there a... So he's, he was on the Hot Remix, he was on the London. I mean, the London's feature was cool. Mile High was great. I will give him that. I didn't... I feel like the rest of them, like, first off, was pretty forgettable. I I don't really rockin' with it. What what made you side with Travis Scott? Yeah. Tommy? Uh, you know, when I, when I thought about uh, the most in-demand uh artists feature artists for this year i looked back on a lot of the mainstream projects that had those big name features and every single one of them i saw travis scott and i realized that he was in demand not necessarily for quality i think it was almost uh like wearing like a name brand when you're going out just just to flex that you got the scott feature is automatically saying oh this is something worth interesting looking at because Astro World last year was such an event in regards to how many people 1, listened and got onto the Travis Scott bandwagon. Like everyone jokes about sicko mode and all that other stuff, but he really made such a big impact last year that it still kind of bleeds into this year with how much people want to hear Travis. Even if it is, I'm just kind of mumbling a hook or changing up the tempo of the song. Tommy, that is a fire analogy. I'm not going to hold you fan. That's two. That's two for two on analogies. First was the dish, and now it's the name brands. You, you're really good at this shit. And I, Thank you. And I'm going to keep it a buck. I feel that same way about Sway Lee. Whoa. Yeah, Sway Lee definitely was that too. Would you guys say that uh, Travis is the Quavo for this year in regards to features? Because there was a while where yeah. Quavo was giving features to everyone. Yeah, I think it's, it, was, it became trendy in music. Like, you know, music has certain small trends within itself. And every year, I feel like there's a guest feature artist who just becomes insanely hot, and you just want them on all your songs. Meg and the baby kind of benefited from that a little bit themselves, but I feel like Travis Scott is like the upper echelon of that name brand analogy that you use, where people like he had that monstrous year where Astroworld did huge numbers. So if you can get Travis Scott, a guy who did like close to like 400,000 first week, if you can get a guy like that on your song. That increases your chances of streaming because he obviously has a gigantic fan base. So for the commercial standpoint, I completely understand having Travis Scott on your song. But 
Travis Scott's sound is just so different from everybody else that some if he's doing anything other than a hook, I just don't I don't I don't see why you would want him on a verse. I'm put it like that. Don't give don't give him more than 30 seconds on a song. That's that's my thing with Travis Scott. Unless it's a Travis Scott sounding song. Otherwise it's gonna sound like Travis Scott's song. And that's not what you want from your guest featured artist. So uh, now I want to talk to you about the elephant in the room, Tommy. And that is Pusha T, who I felt like really pushed the envelope for guest feature artist of the year. Delon mentioned earlier that that was his guest feature artist of the year. I really felt like I was very close to saying he was mine as well. But then Cole came with, um, what's, this, what's the song he did with Gangstar Family and something? I'm trying to remember the name of it. I have, I struggle remembering names and stuff. Family and loyalty. When J. Cole came with that, it solidified it for me. I said, okay, J. Cole, that was a, one of the best verses I've heard from J. Cole ever. On top of the incredible verses he'd done for the past year and a half, I, he he had to be my feature artist of the year. But, J, but no, when I think of the best guest feature, when people say, what's the best guest feature this year? When people ask me, what's one of the best verses you heard this year? The first thought that comes to mind every single time is Pusha T. Palm Olive. Palm Olive. Yep, that's the one. On Bandana by Freddie Gibbs. That verse is mesmerizing from beginning to end. Honestly, I I honestly think that will go down probably as one of his most legendary verses. I think that he will ever lay down. Easily. Simply because... Easily. Already on the song, you have Killer Mike just delivering the hook, doing his thing. You have Freddie with already another great rapped verse. Bandana, he snapped on every single one of his verses, but he Pusha just delivered a whole nother level of everything. You listen to it and you feel like you're floating. You're there with him as he's telling you the stories. Amazing how far he pushed that verse. These scars. It's, so real bars are the ill bars are the real bars. These scars are the only proof that they couldn't kill God as a hard, hard, hard bar. Talking about how Obama opened up the doors to a criminal like him. Like it was it was it was cash money talk. That was some real shit. Like I can't really put it into words how powerful and how commanding Pusha T is on the mic. And I feel like he channeled what makes him so great as far as his voice his delivery as an artist i feel like we saw the best version of what makes pusha t special on palm olive on a verse where and the thing crazy thing is i love freddie gill's verse about to flood my uh watch out maxine waters well he's not he's about to, yeah about to reclaim my oh, so i'm about to reclaim my time flood my watch out maxine waters that's a hard bar no it's I feel it, it's a great, it's great. I feel yeah, it's great. And I feel like that's a great verse from Freddie Gibbs. But I so often when I think of that song, I only think of Push T. I even think it was a nice touch how Killer Mike came in. It wasn't like a whole verse. I I'm so glad he didn't do that. The song is perfect as it is. I'm glad they recognized that when they made the song. But still, despite the fact that those both those both those two did so well, when I think of that song, I think of only Pusha T. Same here. And same here. that's why that's why I had to say that he was in heavy contention for feature artist of the year, as well as verse of the year, also guest feature of the year. Because very few do it like he does. 
So I asked, who had the most, I was going to ask you who had the most song stealing verse of all the names listed in your article. Would you agree with that it's Pusha T? I would 100% say that it was Pusha T. I think on every single song, one way or another, at the very minimum, he was slightly better than the rapper that he got put on. And at normal, he was usually miles ahead of anyone else. I wrote that uh, putting him on your track is kind of like a double-edged sword because, yeah, you're getting a pusher verse in your song. You're also getting murdered on your own song. So you got to pick and choose what you Thanks. want. But if you're looking for, you know, a rap head's favorite feature, something to get someone's attention, to get them to look at that song, I feel like a push a T verse is just the best you can possibly do. Perfect. Or even just push yourself as an MC, because I feel like that's what Freddie Gibbs wanted to do, because he also had Black Thought on the album as well, and as well as uh, Most Def. I feel like he wanted to push himself as an MC, in which Freddie Gibbs did elevate his MC skills on this album. I think it's only you only get better when you rap with better rappers, because they force you to be better. Otherwise, you're going to get you know, washed out the yeah, building. Yeah, you got to get you got to Like I said. Yeah, exactly. Uh, other artists I feel like were showstoppers. I feel like Travis, I've already said this already. I feel like Travis Scott was that in the worst way imaginable. <laughs> where I was like, yeah, he stole the show, but I, I wish the show ended before he came on. Uh, for me, J. Cole, oh, J. Cole. I feel like a lot of J. Cole's verses are, I don't really care for the rest of the song. It's more so just him. Like the London, I really don't care for Young Thug part. I really just care for J. Cole's. Yeah, same here. For one, uh, for one artist that I actually didn't leave, I didn't put on the list because he's so rare. He never comes out, but when he does come out of hiding, it's fireworks, uh, three stacks. The two features that he had this yeah. year, he completely destroyed whoever's song he was on with them. That Anderson Pop feature and uh, I think it was a James Blake feature that he had it towards the beginning of the year. Both those features were yes. fantastic. Come out with a damn solo, album, please. I actually forgot about that. I forgot about both those features, honestly. But you, you said three stacks, and I'm sitting here like racking my brain trying to remember what songs he appeared on. He was great on both of those verses. Shout out to three thousand. But like I said, he only can he only can appear so uh, in limited space like that because he says himself that he doesn't really get motivated or get up to make music like he used to. So three stacks, hearts out to you, fam. You're still a legendary MC, whether you put out more music or not. Uh, you also didn't put Black Thought on your list. Was it was that something that you honestly didn't consider or you just felt like there was more deserving? There was like a limited number of black thought versus because he was on bandana and he was also on the, the plugs I met, which are I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm, he was on two other in two other places. I'm honestly blanking on it were those two are the most prominent. And I feel like those are the best guest features he did this year. Incredible. Those were incredible. What versions. do you think about black thought? I think black thought is also legendary mc in my top 10 for sure uh i think mm -hmm. for 2019 though in terms of most in demand what is most important what represents the culture where it's at right now i feel if you were going to go for someone who's known for just bars and just killing their verses i still feel like pusha t's pusha t was more deserving of that specific spot on that list even though shout out to black thought mm -hmm. he's still an incredible mc and I appreciate every single person and, and it goes back to why you left three stacks off because he only had it was a limited number of guest features while a lot of these other people did like six. Yeah. And did at least six. So shout out to Black Thought though. But all right, that's all we have for today. Make sure you guys go to our website, popular demand pod.com, and make sure you guys look up 
Tommy's article on the best guest feature artist of 2019. Make sure you look for some of his other articles, like the most reoccurring character in hip hop, God. Very, very, very cool topic. Might turn into an article topic in the future. If you are a writer and you love basketball and music, DM me on Twitter or DM the podcast page on Twitter at Podcast Demand. And we'll talk about possibly um, enlisting you as a writer and um, showcasing your stuff on the website and potentially even doing an episode like this about your article. We'd love to see it. Uh, if you haven't already, shameless plug, make sure you guys give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And make sure you guys tune in next week for another episode of your favorite podcast. See you then. Thank you.